Oh, God, you're so good. Brent sends his love from Olympia, Washington, from, one second, just double check the name of the church, New Hope. New Hope is in Olympia, Washington. It's a little closer to you guys. So he is ripping it up, and then tomorrow, so Lord, we just pray for their service right now. Lord, we just thank you, God, that your fire is there. Lord, I think that Brent carries the apostolic anointing, Lord God, so wherever he goes, he brings the kingdom. And so, Lord, we just pray as on earth, as in heaven, on earth, in Olympia, Washington, at New Hope Church this morning. I even pray, let's just get dangerous. Lord, I pray that Brent would just start operating some crazy seer stuff. It would just like, suddenly things would just start happening. Lord God, that it would just, he would be so filled and so blasted while he's ministering, God, that he would just get wrecked under your power, God, and the people would change and manifest your presence. Lord, that there would be... Yeah, Lord God, the sons and daughters of God would come out of that house tonight. Isn't that what we want? Oh, God, you're so good. Let's keep praying for the Lord Jesus. We just thank you and we honor you. Lord, I thank you what you're doing in worship today, God. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, that you are the ultimate breaker. Lord God, you come and set the captive free, God. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, that today people were set free, God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that when you release your spontaneous song through your spirit, God, Lord, that we just come alive. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for that worship team as they pushed in, and they pushed in, and we came along them, and Lord, we got to see a part of heaven this morning, because that's what it is. Lord, we just thank you right now that there's something has been done. Literally, as, as Kim and, and Ike and others were pushing in during that song, I literally, in the spirit, I saw literally like uh, in the ocean, like, like the army, the U.S. Army kind of thing, all the boats and all the, uh, what, uh, what's the big carriers coming, and it was just literally like the breakthrough is here. And it's like when I looked and I said, what are they coming around? It was like this little thing. It's the little enemy, right? Oh, God, you're so good. So we're going to jump in. Right away here, got lots to go. Last week was awesome. Didn't get to my notes, but it was great. But we're going to kind of go off the same thing because we're going to talk about the renewed mind. Because it's a journey, right? Just because we hear it once, we've got to hear it more. Because the battle's in here. Mm. Holy Spirit, come. It's the only way it's going to work. It's not my might, not by power, but by the Spirit. So we just invite you, Holy Spirit, right now. Come on, we can see so easy. So many times we can talk, and I bring up, oh, renew mind. Oh, I've heard that message, Kevin. Oh, I've heard that. Yes, we're constantly told we need to renew our mind. It's because we still need to renew it. We are so often, how many of us don't re, uh, sometimes realize that, or we need to come to realization that our biggest problem is that we too often still have Egypt in us. We're still listening to Pharaoh. We're, and that's our choice, right? What happened to the Israelites? God sent them, uh, Moses as a deliverer, and he came and set them free, and they got to come out of Egypt. But then what happened? They still had Egypt in them. So what happens when I say when they had Egypt in you? What happened was is that they didn't, still felt like they were slaves. They weren't relying on the God that just set them free. How often do we do that? Our biggest issues in our mind. So now you've got these Egyptians, I mean, chasing them down. And they had a choice. They're sitting at, the, at the, the sea, at the Red Sea, and they had a choice. They just got removed from Egypt, but they already chose right away to fear. What was their first response? This is part of my message, so I don't even have scripture for this right here. But think about it. They're sitting at the sea, and the first response was what? Oh, no, what are we going to do now? Send us back. You had 400 years of slavery, and you quickly switched that fast? My question is, how often do we do that? 
We come, we get excited Sunday morning, and then we get a great afternoon. We have life groups, and we get all stirred up again. And then we get excited, and tomorrow morning we have a situation. Oh, no. You see the boss today? He looked fresher. I think I'm getting fired today. No. Our first thought pattern, if you saw your boss being frustrated today, is, hey, I got the answer. We have to change the way we think into every situation. Because now you got these, you get across the Red Sea and you're in, and you're in the desert, which was supposed to take, I think they said something like, a, was it 11 days or something to make it to the promised land? They say if about 11 days, you could have made it. Why 40 years? Because it couldn't get past this. We so often, because remember in the New Testament, we have Jesus and he came. He was our deliverer. He brought us out of Egypt. He gave us everything we can need and, and ever need to have to make it through. But we so often go back to going, uh-oh, the, that's my promised land, but there's giants in there. What did we talk about last week? God wants to co-labor with us. He doesn't just go, hey, here's the promised land. He actually goes, here's the promised land, and look at that. There's giants in there. What do you, how do you see them when you stand with me? He's trying to get us to change our perspective. He's constantly saying, look at me. Look at me. See, Joshua and Caleb, they saw it from heaven's point of view. What did they say? They saw huge fruit. They saw the blessing. They couldn't understand. And how often do we have people around us that are, get all, you know, you know the people around you get all stirred up and they believe and they're all excited and then you're coming down frustrated. How come we're the ones that change the atmosphere? We got to change. We have to believe with those people that are excited. Don't go back. Oh, man, John's always just happy. Oh, Jeremy. Jeremy's always up here excited. It's just not fair. It's not fair. You know why Jeremy's all excited up here all the time? I know why. Because he hangs out with Jesus. He hangs out with Jesus. I love it. Yesterday, I don't, who watched The Send yesterday? Oh, my word. If you don't know what The Send was, remember um, Rod and Marion that were here? They work with somebody called Lou Angle. He does the calls, literally gatherings of, of just masses of believers to believe for a breakthrough. And they did the send, which was actually a release. And they're believing like this is a release of the greatest Jesus movement. Like just people to go out. And so it was called the send. And it was held in all around Orlando yesterday. And it calls him, was it 50-something thousand? 50-something thousand. So many people watching online. But it's cool. There's a young guy named Michael Koulianos. I love this guy. But he said something yesterday that's really cool. Because literally like two years ago, you wouldn't even know who this guy was. But now everyone knows who Michael Koulianos is. And they said, oh, it must be because your, 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 your father-in-law is Benny Hinn. And he got up in front and said, no, it has nothing to do with my father being Benny Hinn. He says, I, I, there's only one way. There's no trick. The, the only way is, is to hang out with Jesus. He said, I just started hanging out with Jesus. And he kept on hanging out with Jesus. That's the only thing you can do. That's what changes you. It's not a trick, you guys. You can, you can know all the right people, but God is calling us to hang out with them, just to be with them. I, I'll be honest, this week I was just, in, in, in just hanging out with Jesus, but honestly, being, a, being in ministry and doing this stuff all the time, you're always, I'm always pressing in for the next meeting. Press, oh, I got to meet this, I got to press in for something, I got to press into something, and it just kind of caught me off guard this week. I was just waiting on the Lord, and I just had, was going into this encounter with Jesus, and just in his heart, and all of a sudden he said, hey, Kevin. You're just with me. You're not asking nothing. You're not doing nothing. You're just being with me. And I actually, I just started weeping. And he started weeping. Because he just wants to be with us. And that's where you get renewed. That's where this changes. Because all of a sudden, I just, you just see all how easy it is. You know, the more you hang out with Jesus, the more you realize that this is just easy. 
No, no, for real. You just, it just, life is just a lot more easy when you got Jesus in your life. So now you got them, and they're in the desert. They've, they've gone. Now they're sitting for 40 years. What, what happened? He had, the Lord had to remove those who would not get his mind. And finally, he removed the major part of the generation. There's only a few, Joshua and a few others, because they were ones that remembered what God did. And they went to a place, and, they, and it, you know what's so cool is when they did go to the promised land, when those that finally said, I'm, like, we're ready to go, who took the battle? They co-labored. All they did was do what God said to do. You got to think of that. They didn't have to fight. Our battle, what's the song? Our, ba- our battles, uh, this is how I fight in worship. It doesn't look like what we, we think. It's not a bunch of working up. Faith isn't a bunch of working up either. It's hanging out with Jesus. When you hang out with Jesus, it just makes sense. The word comes alive. It renews our mind. I'm going to open some notes here. Mm, I, oh. And I'm telling you right now, this is all a message coming out of just, I want, I'm just fighting for the renewed mind. I'm tired of my first thoughts when somebody, something might be going wrong. Like, for instance, oh, phoned up my wife. She didn't answer. Oh, is she okay? Why am I thinking that? Why is my first thought, is she okay? My first shot should be like, oh, my word, she must be sharing the gospel to somebody. Oh, my goodness, maybe just something, maybe somebody just stopped at our house to drop off a million bucks. I don't know. No, but, no, no, but we, it's, you laugh, but why? Just positive things. Maybe she's on the other line ministering to somebody. Maybe she's praying for somebody. Or maybe she just didn't pick up her phone. I don't need to worry. Maybe she's just hanging out with Jesus and she actually doesn't going to... Better be careful there. <laughs> Sell out Jesus for the phone call. No. No, but for real. What's our first response? What's your first response when something happens? I love the... Uh, in a culture of the kingdom, your first response when somebody is sick is, praise the Lord, let's pray for them. Not, oh my goodness. Oh, that sucks. Oh man, you, no, what, you got a car accident? Can I pray for you? That's what we're becoming when you have a renewed mind because you know right away that you have something. You know right away that you get to lay hands on them. Oh, because laying on, oh, Jesus is so good. Sorry, I did thought this was open already. Oh, man. But it's simple. Okay? I want to get back to this. This is simple. I can pre- I'm going to share a bunch of great stuff about how we need to renew our mind, but at the end of the day, you're not really going to renew unless you get into this and you get into his presence and you get to spend time with him and know it. There's a difference between... just getting excited for Jesus. We can all, we can all put a show on. The difference is what happens when no one knows. And it's not even about, oh, I don't want anyone to know. We don't need to get all religious. It's about the fact that you're actually doing it when it doesn't have any, you're not getting any pat on your back. That's where it counts. That's where the glory comes from. You think it's good when a, a minister prays for you and you get rocked? Man, did you do that in your room with the presence? And if you don't know what I'm talking about right now, ask the Lord to show you. Because that's what he loves to do. He actually has so much, so much excitement. And my notes aren't opening up. Oh, praise God. <laughs> For real, this is weird. Is the internet not working in here or something? Um, praise God. Throw me off a bit. Hey, you want to stand up? That must be. 
Dude, God's doing a work in you, man. No, I don't know you. Do I ever met you before? Oh, I have? Okay, then I don't remember. So don't tell me anything, okay? Okay? Because literally God, just, where, where there's been rough patches where you've been working through, dude, you're in a time and a season you're about to go into just a, a nice flow. And there's been a breaker I saw during worship over you today. I saw a hunger that you're burning. You're going, I'm all in. Let me have it. Sorry. And, and I just felt like, you know what? God just wants to say, Lord, there's an evangelistic call on your heart. And it's a burning. And I just, see it when you, you, I just feel like God wants to visit you in the sense of just going to show you that he's with you wherever you go. When you open your mouth, you want to lay hands on the sick, they're going to experience it, right? It's the healing power of God. And I just see a fire coming down you right now. Lord, just, just put your hands up right now. You guys just point. Lord, there's a transformation. There's a transformation. Like there's literally like a, I don't know if it's already happened or, or you're in the middle of it right now. There's a, a change in your whole situations, thought patterns. Exactly. There's a massive shift because you said yes. You know when you said it, there was a change. And I want to let you know God's saying, I heard you say it. So this is confirmation right now where the doubt and the enemy has been trying to hit you saying it's not real. I'm speaking to you right now that God just pulled you out of this room to tell you that it's real. And then there's, there's a change and you're a mighty man of God. And, I, and I, I don't know if you've ever heard this word before, but it's David. That whole David thing because he's just going to bring you. And you know what? Is, even though the fire and God's going to come here, you're going to go for a season right now into a place. And you're going to learn to kill the lion and the bear because he's called you to be a king. Come on. Jesus. Bam. Did you get, oh, she got it working. Thank you, Sam. Woof! See, God just shut the internet down for that guy. She just switched my internet. That's awesome. Who else wants some glory, man? I, no, seriously. Who's left, who's left arm, left shoulder? Who's the one in the room with left shoulder? That's you. Anyone else? Stand up. Anyone with the left shoulder? Left shoulder? Stand up. We're going to see some healing. Wow, there's lots of left shoulders. Praise God, it's not my left shoulder. Yes, just get around. Well, just stay where you are, but like, just if you're close, just go. Grab right here. We're just going to declare healing power of God. Thank you, Jesus, Lord, Lord Jesus, that you showed me today left arms would be healed specifically up in the shoulder area right now in Jesus' name. Well, I thank you, Lord, just like the other day. Let's talk about testimony. Where's Justin? Justin had a word of the day for right shoulders, and we instantly just saw them healed. Right, Justin? Right in this room. We've seen them all the time. God just is here to heal. I got, a, I got a text from uh, Detlef uh, yesterday, and he said something, and it was good. It said this, the church has brought healing to be a reward when it's just supposed to be our bread. It's not a reward for doing something good, so right now, you don't have to work yourself up to get this healing. He already did it. This is not a reward for you guys for being something good, so you don't have to worry. Right now, there's nothing... It, He's not, Jesus is going, oh, are they good enough today? Can I heal them? No, he already did it. He paid for that. He sees you righteous. So Lord, we just right now command healing upon them in Jesus' name. May the power of God surge through their arms. And right now the anointing is real and we declare healing. So like, test it right now. Just test your shoulders. Tell us if we got anything. Just give me something. Anything. Let's be truthful. Any difference? Anyone got any difference? Yeah, you got a little bit of difference? Keep going then. We got a little more here. You got some, yeah? You feeling something different? Feeling heat or anything? What's the difference in your mobility? What would you say at, uh, from like a zero to a 10 difference? 10 is good. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. More. Linda, just keep on praying for her, 100%. How about you? You're doing good? More? Dean over there? How you, Barb? You're, what are you at? Number. 
Come on, come on, you guys. Come on, there's healing in the room. So if you got something, just, just, call, just, just declare it. This doesn't happen from any man or woman. It's from God. Come on. It's by the Spirit. How are you doing, Tim? Better? Come on. All the way, Lord. All the way, Jesus. Come on. Just because he's good. How about you back there, Easton? How you doing? Yeah? All good? No? All the way then. Come on. 100%. 100%. Mm. Jesus. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on. You guys, stand up for a second. You guys just keep ministering. We're just keeping, no, keep, no, no, keep ministering over people. I'm going to minister over these guys while we're doing this. Because don't look at me because of God's healing in the room, right? His hand's on here. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God, you are good. Holy are you, God. Jesus. First of all, this is, yeah, I want to encourage you guys, but I also want to, um, I don't actually, maybe you've told me or not, but I just felt very strongly just to, that God, there's, there's family members that are going to come to the Lord. There's a grace coming right now. Um, I saw very clearly that, that you've been praying for, and, and, and you're going to see it, and there's going to be a sign of a change right now. So, Lord, we just declare that right now. But I thank you, Lord God, that they bring hope wherever they go. Lord, I thank you, Lord, they manifest your kingdom, God. Jesus, Lord God. I thank you that they carry authority, God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that they've been crying out for more, and they're hungry for more. Lord, I thank you, Lord Jesus. Whew, that their roots go deep. They go real deep. And Lord, I thank you, Jesus. Well, we've just, yeah, I just break off any the spirit of the devouring right now. And I declare the blessing of the Lord over you guys right now. The, the overtaking right now. And Lord, I just thank you for the re- spirit of revival upon them and their household, God. Lord God, the song of the Lord, the, the word of the Lord, Lord Jesus, Lord God, that they, would, that they are called to minister your, in your kingdom, God. Jesus, Lord, I think that where they are, they're called as kings and queens. Lord, I just see the royalty around you right now. I just see it. And Lord, I just feel like the Lord just right now, just even in front of everybody right now, just declaring the goodness of God over you right now. And that you just see it's like you, you carry your crown. He's put a crown. He's the king of kings and lord of lords. And, and, he, and you guys have said, you're the king. And so he's made you guys kings. He's given you authority. I just see in your, in your hand there, the, the, the right here, there's just authority. And Lord, right here, the, the sword, Lord Jesus, God. And oh, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that I just, right now, it's interesting. I just, sometimes I see this. It's like the book of remembrances on scripture. I actually just right away, as soon as I grabbed their hands, I saw the angels declaring, and I can't not hear it. It's happening fast. They're declaring the promises of God over them. The dreams they've been given from God. And it's like, it's like a renewal on declaration in heaven. And even things that have dust on them are being reawakening right now. Thank you, Jesus. Woo, come on. Come on, Jesus. The fresh song. The fresh song. But Jesus, Lord, the fresh song. And Lord, I thank you for the intimacy they have. I thank you for the, 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 the I see in their hands. They, they love to dig down and build foundation. Lord, I thank you. I see that, Lord God. Just even the apostolic mindset, God. That kingdom mindset over them in Jesus' name. So they just got healed over here, right? Tim, good? We're good. So yeah, just take that. We are a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5, 1, 17. There, if anyone in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, things have become new. So if we're new, right? We talked about it a bit last week. We went through, I'm not going to go through all the Romans and stuff again. But we, just wait. We just, yeah, just want to make sure we have, everything's good? 
Okay, are you guys good? We can go. That doesn't distract you, right? That's right. We can just go. doesn't distract me because I love when God stuff. Man, I, I can't wait till all of a sudden we have people just yelling out in the services because they're getting healed. Or the power of God hits them, right? So I declare that over, that we're going to start seeing it. Because unless we speak it, it won't happen. Right? And if you're not expecting it, you're probably not going to get it. Right? Renewing our minds. Whew. Battle is not against flesh and blood. Ephesians 6, 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So we know we're in a battle, right? That's already been won. Yeah. The only battle that you might lose is the one you give the devil. It's your choice. I'm just going to skip a lot of stuff here. Um, Let's just see. Where do we want to go today? It's a battle of the mind. Let's go 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5. Let's start with, actually, we'll go uh, New King James Version here. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down every argument and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captive to the obedience of Christ. Let's read that in the Passion. For though we live in the natural realm, we we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons. So you can fight all you want. Mm. Rihanna, there's a whole Samuel thing coming over you right now. It's a Samuel, like, like just another realm of the prophetic just coming over you. There's just something, yeah, just, sorry, just boom. She's just pulling. I could feel that. Sorry, I just saw it over her head. Um, whew, using manipulation to achieve our aims. Oh, man, we don't want to do that, right? We don't want to manipulate. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow to obedience to the anointed one. So let's go back here. We demolish every deceptive fantasy. Remember what I was talking about? We create so much chaos around us in our minds. How many of us, with our own spouses or people that we know or friends, create a whole issue between us and then we find out there never was an issue? No one else been in there before? I've been there lots of times. No, it's, and you know what? The the devil's not going to try to cause issues between your relationships that don't matter. Come on, he'll attack the closest ones. He'll attack the ones, and he'll try to bring you, to bring division, but we have to realize that. Your first thought, if, because if, okay, so if we're talking about that we have our fantasies, we have to let him take control of our minds, and our emotions, and our imagination. If you think about it, our brain is amazing. Do you know, I'm not going to try to even give you exact numbers, but I've, I heard this way back about how the brain works. Like it's even right now where you are, wherever you're sitting, you are not just listening. You, you're, you're, you're bringing things over here. You're feeling things. You're, just, you're, you're grabbing things from so many different places. That's why we have to let him control it. We have to, we, we, we died, right? Our old nature died. I said we're a new creation, but our new creation has a choice now. We have a renewed mind. We actually do. You just have to choose to believe it. And so anything that does not sound 
godly or scriptural isn't your mind, it's actually the devil. Go back, Brent really broke that down, was it like a year ago or something? Last spring or something? It's incredible. I don't want to go too deep in there. But we have to realize that those are the, those are the fantasies. We create a reality that's usually not happening. But in that, there's a positive side too, because if we, we, God has made us in his image, so we're creators. So when we create an, a, a positive, we can actually create an atmosphere around us if we start fantasizing for good stuff. Not weird. When I say that, don't be like sitting there all day, oh, I just fantasized today. I'm going to go to the, and win the lottery, and I'm going to buy myself this, and buy myself that. You know what? God could do that and use that if it brings glory to him. Like the difference is, is that we, I love this song. I bring it up. I love it. Um, for the sake of the world, right? For the sake of the set of fire in me. It's not for the sake of the world set a fire in me so everyone can look at me and see that I'm amazing. That fire won't, is not what we're singing at all. It, it, it happens sometimes because it's cool because that's how God works because he loves to show off his kids. But the truth is, set a fire in me so the world can know you. So they can, and you know what that looks like? What was Jesus like? A servant? Set a fire in me so I can serve people to look and show me. So I set a fire in me so I can love people. Set a fire in me so I can calm people down. Set a fire in me so they can have a breakthrough in their life. Oh, Jesus. Okay. We're going to go right to... Um, okay, we're going to read this. Guard your mind. Proverbs 5, 14. Lovers of God hunger after truth, but those who understand... Uh, without understanding, feast on foolishness and don't realize it. So we need hunger for the truth, which is the word of God. Psalms 101, verse 3, I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. You guys, the eyes, the gates. You wonder what's not going on? Why you keep on being frustrated? Stop watching the shows that are so down. No, seriously. You know, at 8 o'clock or whatever time, and you... you, you you come home, and when you're tired, of course the first thing that you want to do is just numb yourself. You know what the best times of God are? Is when you say, oh, I'm just going to spend time with you. But not out of religiousness. But it's a choice. Every day you have a choice to, uh, to, to, to go the extra mile. And you'll find out that that's actually where life is. It is, it's a strange thing because the, the enemy's always telling us, oh, no, you deserve this, you deserve that, you just need to, oh, you're too tired. No, just spend time in the glory for a bit. And I challenge you, start off small. Say, okay, if I'm going to watch TV tonight, I'm going to spend half an hour just in the Word. I'm going to take a half an hour in your presence. And you know what? You may take that whole half an hour thinking, oh, I just can't wait this is done. Do it again the next day. Do it again the next day. It will change you. It will change you because it... His word is alive. His presence is alive. John 8, 44. We know this one. You are the, this is about the devil. You are your father, the devil, and the desire of your heart you want to do. He has a... What in the world? You are of your father, the devil, and the desire of your father you want to do. He has a murderer from the beginning. He does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. He's a liar and the father of it. He can't speak truth. He will take some truth, but he will always taint it. He will manipulate the truth. We're going to go into uh, 
think it's Mark 8 here. I'm going to turn to Mark 8 if it's not there. Who was prophetic enough to be there already before I said it? Nobody? Come on. Hold on. Maybe I'm in the wrong place. Here we go. Uh, yeah, Mark 8, 14. And before I... I'll just, I'll just quote this for time's sake. Uh, Matthew 13, 33. It says, and this is a parable of the leaven. Another parable he spoke to them. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid three measures of meal, meal till it was all leavened. You know what leaven does? It causes things to rise. It takes something and it makes something, right? If you don't have leaven of bread, it's just flat. So starting there, we're going to get into verse uh, Mark 8, 14. I love Jesus' teachings. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread with them, except for one loaf of flat bread. (laughs) No leaven in that one. And as they were sailing across the lake, Jesus repeatedly warned them, be on guard against the yeast inside of the Pharisees and and the yeast inside of Herod. But the disciples had no clue what Jesus was talking about, so they began to discuss it with them among themselves, saying, is he saying this because we forgot to bring bread? Knowing what they were thinking, Jesus said to him, why all this fussing over forgetting to bring bread? I love Jesus because it says right here, knowing what they were thinking. That wasn't, we'll get into this, but that wasn't what he was talking about. He wasn't talking about loaves of bread. But you know how good Jesus is? He's like, okay, let's talk about it then. You guys are thinking it, let's talk about it. Why all the fussing over forgetting to bring bread? Do you not see or understand what, you ha- what I have to say to you? Are your hearts still hard? Have you... Good eyes yet you still don't see, and you have good ears that you don't hear. Neither do you remember when I multiplied the bread to feed more than 5,000 people? How many baskets full were left over? Did you you gather afterwards? Twelve, they replied. And when I multiplied food to feed over 4,000, how many large baskets full of leftovers did you gather afterwards? Seven, they replied. Then how is it you still don't get it? So what's Jesus doing? First of all, we're going to talk about the leavens. The leaven of Herod, what is that? Leaven, is basically, it is the saying, God helps those who help themselves. No, it's our own kingdom, right? It's the thought pattern that, you know what? God can be real, that's fine, but it's what I can do. It's the mindset, I can fix things. I'm the one. It's basically, I like how Bill Jones says, it's basically an atheist spirit. Because you can, you can, God's real no matter what you think or not, but you, you live life not thinking you don't, need, you, you don't need him. So your first response is, man, we're having a hard time. Uh, I'm just not sure. There's some bills came in. Our first response is, oh, I was going to go work some more hours, which is good. That's not bad. Good character. But why would we just try, first believe, hey, God, what are you going to do about this? Where, where are you, can you intervene? Right? It's the idea of going, you know what, next time we've got a plan. The Herod's mentality with Jesus right here would have been, shoot, next time we're going to make sure we put in our notes that the next time we travel, we're going to make sure we make our bread and we're going to bring it. Right? The leaven of Pharisees, it's a God, there's God but not with any power. Everything is religious. Have you ever been around that? Everyone's got the right answer, but it's basically God doesn't allow to actually intervene. 
God is in his sovereignty, has to put you in this... See, oh yeah, this is the... So in that mindset, it's like, you know what? You're in that boat. You've got your bread. Don't worry, guys. God's sovereign. He didn't bring the bread. He didn't tell me to bring the bread, so it's his fault. Don't worry about it. Next time, if I'm supposed to bring the bread, he's going to make sure it's there. How often do we think like that? Honestly. That's where the whole teaching of, do we pray, oh, Lord, if, if, heal her if you desire if you want to heal her, God, heal her. Let it be your will. His will, we already know from it. We, we have the right answer, but we just kind of just go, oh, we'll let him do that. We'll let him do that. And this is the thing we brought up last week. God wants to co-labor. He, has, he wants us so bad. And what is he saying? He is talking to the disciples saying, okay, talk about bread. Let's talk about the Herod. The, 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 I was going to talk to you about Herod. I was going to talk to you about the Pharisees. But you guys are accountable for what you know. That's to us too. What he's saying is, you disciples have been hanging out with me and you are worried about if we have bread or not? How much did you have left over? He didn't say how much you have left over because he's going, didn't you bring it? That's not what he's saying. He's saying, we hardly had anything and it multiplied. We didn't need, like, have you not got it yet that we live above and beyond the things of the natural? So let's look at that. Let's go to the verses here where he multiplies, because this is a huge key in here. We'll go to Mark 6, 30, verse 44 in the Passion. The apostles returned from their mission and gathered around Jesus and told everything that had been done. There was such a swirl of activity around Jesus, so many people coming and going, that they were unable to even eat a meal. So Jesus said to the disciples, come, let's take a break and find a secluded place where we can rest a while. They slipped away and left by sailboat for a deserted spot. But many of the people saw them leaving and realized that they were headed, so they took off running along the shore. Then people from surrounded towns joined them in the chase, and a large crowd got, caught them ahead of them. Do you get what's going on? Dude, God's, Jesus is doing so much stuff that them and the disciples, that these guys will not let them go. So the first response is, get out of here, right? Because all these people are hungry, maybe they can go do their own thing. But no, when God responds to hunger, he supplies our riches according to our need. Like, um, oh. Yeah, whatever. He supplies our needs from his riches. Our needs. Our needs, right? So I always say create a need. Create a need. That's huge. If you learn that in your life, if you just are always so worried and always supply and make sure you have everything all in order, you're losing some excitement of learning what God can do. You've got to give him room to actually come in and make a difference. Or else you're just being a, well, you, I hate, I'm not dissing anybody, but it's like pretty much a Pharisee mentality. I'll look after, or Herod, I'll look after myself. Where, where in your life are you making room for God to actually show you something? Like, where are you actually believing? I'm not saying, okay, like, go extreme. Oh, I'm going to just say, okay, I trust you, God. I'm going to quit my job. No, no, no. I'm talking about where are you believing? So give God a chance. Somebody needs a new truck, let's believe for it. Not saying you're just, he's not going to, oh, I'll just give you a truck, but maybe he will. You know what I'm saying? You actually give him a chance to move and actually write it down. And so you and your, you and your spouse pray and let's see it. Give him a chance to do it. I don't want to say too much, but... uh get into it too much, but like if you hear Chris Walton's story when his mortgage got paid, and he didn't even need it. He'll share the whole thing. 
He has a bunch of businesses. He could have paid that off himself. But God decided because two weeks before that, he sat in bed, not even really worried about it. He looked at his wife and said, wouldn't it be awesome if our debt was paid for? And they just together agreed. Hey, Lord, what if somebody just paid our debt? And then two weeks later, somebody randomly paid their debt. And he actually, yeah, it's a really cool story. He actually is like, no, like, I don't know if this is God. Just, and they're like, no, and they pursued it. So this is huge here. So then late, uh, late afternoon, disciples, it's getting really late, and we're here in the remote place with nothing to eat. You should send the crowds away so they can go into the surrounding village and buy themselves for themselves. Of course, this is from the disciples' point of view, right? Who's saying that? Not Jesus. Just make that clear right now. Jesus isn't sending anyone away. But he asked them, you give them something to eat. Now, this is key. He didn't say, I'm going to give them something to eat. He said, you give them something to eat. Are you sure, they replied? You really want us to go buy them supper? It would cost a small fortune to feed them all these thousands of hungry people. He goes, how many loaves of bread do you have? He asked, go and see. After they had looked around, they came back with five plus a couple of fish. Then he instructed them to organize the crowd, and they, they had them sit down in groups of in grass. So they had them sit down in groups of hundreds and fifties. Then Jesus took, this was, took the five loaves, two fish, gazed into heaven, and gave thanks to God. Now, if you read it quickly, you just said, oh, Jesus just multiplied the food. That's not what it said. He gave thanks for it. He broke the bread and the two fish and distributed them to his disciples to serve to the people. So at this point, you have to realize, that's like up there, he ha- it actually hasn't multiplied yet. In our minds, even I, I, just rereading this, that's the renewed mind understanding. We always go, I always thought, oh yeah, Jesus multiplied the food. No, he didn't. He prayed for the food. He thanked the food. It's very clear it says right here, he took the five loaves and two fish, gazed to heaven and gave them to God. He broke the bread and the two fish and distributed them to his disciples to serve. Didn't say any multiplication. And the food was multiplied in the front of their eyes. The disciples' eyes. This is all the last week was about. He wants to multiply in front of your eyes, but you have to co-labor with him. You have to choose to actually believe. Yes, it was all Jesus. Like, let's get it straight. When I say all, he, he made the way. He brought heaven. But he used the disciples. He co-labored with them. He, you guys, just, I want to say it again. The disciples passed it out and it multiplied. And it's because it's easy to say, oh, yeah, multiply. There's lots of over because Jesus did it. No. That's why he's saying in, 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 um, in Mark 8, he's going, don't you remember? Don't you remember? It was, it's, it's easy to forget if it was just Jesus going, boom. But those disciples have to, they're accountable. You're accountable for every breakthrough you've seen. You're accountable for every time that you've seen that multiplication. When you saw the healing. And it's interesting that it didn't just happen once. And at this time, it was, uh, there was, and there's lots of leftovers. He's an abundant God. And then you go look in uh, Mark chapter 8. I'm just going to jump to the end again of that verse so we don't. Um, they also, at verse 7, they also had a few small fish. And after giving thanks, these Jesus had his disciples serve the crowd. Everyone ate until they were satisfied. The disciples gathered up all the broken pieces. It had, oh, first, I missed verse 6 is where it actually says it. Jesus instructed the crowd to sit down on the grass. After he took the seven loaves, he gave thanks to God, broke them, and started handing them to his disciples. They kept distributing the bread until they, just, they served the entire crowd. 
See, it's interesting that it happened to the disciples because what would have happened if Jesus would have been there? Thank you, Father, which is amazing. He's teaching the disciples. Whatever he's doing, he's just teaching us, right? So he said, thank you, which is a huge, right there you could do a message on thankfulness. You want breakthrough in your life? Just start thinking, thank you for what you have. No, honestly, sometimes we just need to, we're down, walking around frustrated. Sometimes go look in the mirror and just start saying, thank you for the life I have, God. Thank you that I'm actually in a home. Thank you that I'm sitting. There's people, like, I don't care if your house is nice or not. You're in a house. If you own it or don't, you're in something that's coming from the rain. Go drive a little down old Abbotsford. You go see sometimes on a, go drive down there. I just saw that day, your heart breaks. Some of them are making their own choices, but still, they're, we have a home. You're eating. How many got to eat three meals a day yesterday? And then probably had snacks, right? Who drove here in a car? If we gotta, you, you gotta, it also gets exciting when you actually think of it. Don and I do this. We just, we'll sit down and I'm like, oh, think of where we were like 10 years ago. Like, think about it. And then we just get excited. We're like, oh my, that's amazing. Oh, did you remember God did that? But so often we forget. We're always thinking, oh, we need something bigger. We need something better. It's, we're, oh, that's, our, that's how we're, this, this culture just constantly is telling us we need more, which is great, but if we want more of Jesus. And God will give you more. But when you're thankful, And you give. I love this. We're not doing an offering right now, so I'll bring this up. Part of the mindset of God is learning his ways, but really realizing there's kingdom laws or kingdom rules or kingdom commands, whatever, uh, whatever you want to call it. But a lot of times, we want the benefits of the kingdom without following its rules. There is not a farmer out there that is going to go and go buy a field and just there, oh, I can't wait till the corn grows. Oh, I'm going to make a lot of money off that corn, but never plant the corn. No, no, no. But we do this all the time. We want to reap, but we haven't sown into anything. It's the same way as, why didn't you heal them, God? You know what? God would lo- I love it when people first get saved. Oh, it's fun. God will just sometimes just have fun with them and let them see so many people healed really fast. But there's something about what you know, and you've been there. That all of a sudden, it's like, why aren't they getting healed? And, and to be real with yourself, how much time did you spend with Jesus? It's not, it's not about the works, but there is something about the intimacy. There's something about being with him. There's laws in the kingdom. He doesn't want him. He's not genie. Oh, I rubbed the lamp today. Today I get it because I rubbed the lamp. No, he's going, I don't know you really that well. And honestly, he'll do it for your own good because if you don't have intimacy, you can't sustain because what happens, when we, what happens to the man or woman that rises up seeing lots of miracles? They get fame, let's be honest, because a lot of we're not... Really because we're not walking in our identity ourselves. But all of a sudden, but he actually loves us enough that he's not just going to let us be run around like a, like a guy with a genie behind us. Remember Aladdin? Like that. We're not, I mean, he doesn't want a bunch of Aladdins. Because Aladdin, well, that's so funny. I just brought it. Remember Aladdin in the movie? He didn't know what he, who he was. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Come on. No, but we need to know. Who we are in our identity. Because when you're a son or a daughter and you know that, you're not worried about, you don't go pray for the miracle going, oh, I need faith, I need faith. Oh, start up, start up, I'm going to pray for my, oh, Jesus right now. No, because you, 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 you've actually had a relationship and you know that you're a son and you're just going to go grab something from the fridge. Heidi Baker shares that. She shares in her orphanage in Mozambique is that she knows there's been a change in their, their children when they start just going into the fridge themselves. 
Because all of a sudden they know that they're actually sons and daughters of the house. That's what she gets so excited when a kid goes in the fridge and doesn't have to ask for it. Because they find out this is home. Oh, yeah. We are accountable for everything. That's, that's how we renew our mind. Every situation we get into. If you've seen even the smallest thing, just the smallest breakthrough, you're accountable for that. In a good way, you guys. He, like, I just look at Jesus. I, I don't look at this chapter going, oh, you crazy people, you don't get it. He's going, let's, okay, let's do it again. Let's do it again. He's such a good father. And that's something we have to realize. If he's, when he's good, we don't have, we're not getting beat down. We're not here getting beat down. He wants to invade, and you guys have the very authority to bring heaven. He's renewing our minds. My... Uh, I challenge, I put a challenge out there, just even wake up in the morning, Lord, I ask you to renew my mind. And you know what, even, I'm studying this all week and last week, and I've been, actually for months, just, I've been, that's why I have a ton of notes if we want to go there, but I am asking, renew it, tell me. And you know what's fun? Well, it's fun for him more than me, is I'll do so, I'll be in a situation, and I'll blow it. I'm like, oh, why did I think like that? That was, why was my first response? He's like, okay, let's try that again. Let's try it again. Because that's the difference. It's like when you, get, when you get into a place where you just, you, it's almost, you'll almost annoy people because you'll know so much that you have an answer. Not the answer of knowledge. You have the answer because it's Jesus the answer. So when somebody comes up to you down in their frustration, you get to look in their eyes with your smile and say, oh, it's awesome. What do you mean? No, no, God's going to break through. Because you know what? When you speak into existence... You change things. That's why prophetic culture is so important. You guys, don't wait for somebody to pull you out and call you out. If you, like, it, if you know this word, there is so much declaration you can do out of this. He has a good plan for you. So John comes to me, and he's down, which he never is. But if he was, I'd be like, I can, you guys, it's, it's not a lie. It's, the word of God is always truth. So I can call it. I'm like, God has a good plan for you, buddy. They're, 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 dude, he's making a way. Because the Bible says it all works out of the good of those who love him. So I already know it's going to work out good. So I can declare it over him. And there's something about partnering declaration. Taking this word and declaring it, it changes things. It's just not talk up here. It's not just talk in your lives. We actually we see it. The spiritual realm is more real than this, and we have to come to, that's what the renewed mind does. We start seeing, like Jesus saw, and he's, because he's going, disciples, don't you remember? Don't you remember? It was like, your hands. It was your hands. Like, that's why he loved, he sent them out, and he came back so excited. Satan fell from the sky. And he's like, no, no, just be happy your name's in the book of life, because you know what he's saying? He's like, just be happy that you're finding out who you are. And it's so, don't beat yourself up. If you go to the scripture, we're about Peter. Remember when Peter, the, the Jesus says, who do, you, who do people say, who do you say I am? And he says, you're the son of God. And he says, man, only Jesus, only my father could tell you. That's a renewed mind, right? And then what happens minutes, seconds, or whatever, we don't know how long later, it says right away the next scripture says, he's, Jesus just talking, oh yeah, but I'm going to die for you guys. I'm going to lay down my life. And he's like, no, I rebuke you. Don't do that. And what does Jesus say? Actually, let's look at it because this is really cool. We have to here. I have it somewhere. Um, 
Hold on. Oh, here it is. Okay, this is big. Um, so I, I told you the first part. It's great. Then uh, 31, and he began to teach the Son of Man, suffers many things, and he rejected by the... Oh, sorry, I didn't tell you where it was. Mark 8, 27 to 33 is the section. Um, verse 31, and he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed after three days and rise again. He spoke them this word openly. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when he had turned and looked... He turned around and looked at his disciples. He rebuked Peter, saying, Get behind me, Satan, for you are what? Not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. It's in the mind. He wasn't, oh, get behind me, Satan. He was, he was, he was saying, stop thinking like Satan. Actually, stop listening to the lies of Satan. And again, what I just say, he doesn't beat us up because he loves Peter. He just told him, he's like, Peter, you're amazing. You got that from the Father. And then moments later, and it's interesting, I've heard this talk before, is that it actually says, um, then Peter, uh, but when Jesus turned and looked at, looked at his disciples, um, there's some studies done that he basically was saying he saw, he, Peter was, took him aside, and he looks at the disciples are coming, and he's like, uh-oh, I rebuke you, because I don't want that mindset around those disciples. Because what happens with a mind that's not following Jesus? It corrupts more than all those around him. No, no, we all know the person that comes all down and low, walks in the room, what does it do to the room? But you know what you can do? Don't beat that person up, love on them. Show them another perspective. Sometimes we just need to go, hey. And people get excited, give them a hug. Change your life. Oh, I love this because, it's, again, we got to remember what he has done. The Lord wants our breakthroughs. We, we had such a powerful time, a breakthrough. You, like, we have to realize now that this was amazing. That was a prophetic thing. That was not planned, just so that you know. That I know of. It wasn't planned. To the point where, I haven't even read it yet, but Ike comes up to me because he got up there after he said somebody actually texted him during the week that this was going to happen in their service. Is that right? Well, I'm down here before I have my eyes closed and I'm just waiting on the Lord and they're doing, Kim's doing her thing and I see Ike get up there and start going stuff. So I go tell, we get Ike to go up there, and he already was told he was going to do that at the end of the week. It's real, is what I'm trying to say, right? But so that's all real. So we know the Spirit was speaking about, the Holy Spirit was today was saying there's a breakthrough in the house. But now, are you going to distribute it? He did the thanking. He looked, heaven said, look down today. I have the breakthrough. I'm going to, I want breakthrough more than you have any idea in your life. And now he's saying, will you step into it? Will you put the bread out to wherever it needs to go? And in this situation, are you willing to actually distribute it? Or are you going to say, they said the breakthrough, but it hasn't happened yet. No, no, you have to co-labor with him. There's, there's just, from day one, he wants relationship. He gave us relationship so that we could do stuff with him. He, doesn't, he, he wants to actually do life together. Praise God. We're good. God is good. You want to get keys? Ah, oh, yeah. Praise Jesus. You guys want to stand? Woo! I love Jesus. Let's just, before we leave, I, I, if you need to get out of here, you can leave. I just want to get on keys. I just felt like just, uh, just even during the service, I just felt we want to honor him. Just honor him. Like, you guys, I... Whatever, wherever we were going when Kim was up there too, that was amazing. You feel that? We have to recognize that it's not just a, a passing thing. You know how fortunate we are to be around stuff like that? 
Dude, people travel around the world to find stuff like that. And we get it at home. Lord, let us never lose the childlike excitement. No, like, for, Lord, I love that. I love it. I love, I want to be like a child. Now, there's a difference. Being a childlike, when it says in the word, is actually, just, it's, it's the idea that, like, took a child just to expect him to leave your dad's going to give you something good. It's not being foolish. It's not like being a child fighting and, and causing all this stuff. He's talking about the good parts, right? Yeah, come on. Holy Spirit. I just, I just felt like there was joy going to come in the house tonight. Today <laughs> and tonight. Lord, just let it come. It's interesting. If you were watching the sin yesterday, it was so cool how God had so many men and women of God just leading it into the stuff. And, um, I love it. Benny Hinn got up there and the fire came. That was amazing. Uh, but I loved it when Rodney Howard Brown got up. And he says, don't, he, he, don't, don't even work yourself up right now. He said, just, just, just right now realize, put your hand on your belly. And you guys can do this. I'm just quoting what he said to do, which is just biblical. Because out of the belly is flowing water. And then he said, just lay your hand on your, on your chest and just let it bubble up. Let it, it bubble up. Let it, let it come. Because he says, <laughs> he, he shared a story and I, and God will tell it to you too. If you're willing to give an opportunity, he will always come. He always comes. So Holy Spirit, just come and release your joy this morning. Lord, I thank you for the breakthrough. And even in, I feel like the joy and the thankfulness is what's going to bring finish your breakthrough today. The joy is coming. Lord, let it come. Let it come, Lord. Come on, let it come, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come with your joy. Out of the valleys full of living waters, Lord, let it come. Lord Jesus, let it come. Let it come, the Holy Spirit, come. We welcome you. You just, just tell him you welcome him. He's just waiting for an opportunity. Come on, you guys, he's a gentleman. He's always a gentleman. He won't open that door unless you open it. He won't force himself on you. So let it come. Let it come. Come on, let it come. Come on. There's situations you just got to laugh after over right now. It says he sits in the heavens and laughs. Come on, he brings us before. He brings us banqueting before and lets us eat before our enemies. Think about how funny picture that is. Come on, your, all your, your situations, he just laughs at. He sits and eats with an abundance. Why? Because he puts the banquet table between you and your enemy so you can see how much abundance that heaven has. Because as you eat the fruit and the food of the Lord, you'll, you'll just you'll find life. Lord, we just come right now and declare, Lord Jesus, your love and kindness, your goodness, your joy, God. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that we are being renewed, even now, that our minds are just shifting, Lord, to think like you, to process like you, just like Solomon prayed. And Lord, you said we have the mind of Christ, so we got, we got it already. So now we just have to learn to live in it. Holy Spirit, come. Come right now. Come right now. Mm, Jesus. Come on. Right now, let your joy come over you. If you need even a physical healing, let the joy come over that place right now. Let the joy, come on. It's not a reward. It's our bread. And it's multiplying. It's multiplying and there's food left over. There's food left over. And I feel like those saying, what are you going to do with the food left over? He says, thankful, they'd be thankful for it again and let it multiply again. Come on, he wants to continue a multiplication in his house. Come on, once you get this, you cannot stop sharing it.
Oh, Jesus. Lord, we just thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing and have done today. But Lord, we don't say we're going to stop here. We're going to live and abide in it. We're going to, we're not, we don't wait for just next Sunday. We live in it. Lord, we come with your presence. We're going to come. Come, Lord. I, uh, I just feel like Lord says, come with their loaves of bread. Come to, with your abundance. Come and bring it and watch what I will do. There's something about when you come already filled. There's something when you come in the thankfulness. You don't come just sucking off of people. You come to give. That's a renewed mind. You don't come to just get. You come to release. Because you have the keys. You have the answers. You have the ability to, to change history in your very words. Get up and look in the mirror and tell yourself, it's, I'm done thinking with my old mind because that mind is dead. I, I, I can't, I'm not talking to the dead no more. I'm talking to life. I'm a new creation. Start there. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm a new creation. I've been bought by the blood of Jesus. He sent his only son for me. For me. He is a God of love. You guys, if you start searching the scripture about the goodness of God, start, start, you, you'll just get excited right there. When you start seeing his goodness, when you start just feeling and reading scripture over yourself, saying he actually wants you to live a good life. He actually wants you to live above the snake line. He actually has heaven wanting to release heaven on earth here today. Not when you die, today. Today. So we declare heaven in every situation right now. The leaven of the kingdom of heaven, let it multiply. Because when the fire of God comes, when the fire, you guys, in the natural, when leaven gets warmed up, what happens? It's when it actually starts growing. And so the fire of God is here to cause the kingdom of heaven in your life to grow. And right now, I ask for discernment to come in your own lives to distinguish between the leaven of Herod, the leaven of Pharisees, and the leaven of the kingdom. Because we only want the leaven of the kingdom. So in Jesus' name, thank you. Amen.